Pan Award and intern with Cinema Verde and International Film and Arts Festival. I am kindly joined here today by director Lorenzo Massani. He is the director of The Big Green. Lorenzo, please just give us a brief description of your film and what it entails. Uh, hello. So yes, I'm Lorenzo Massani. I'm the director of The Big Green and uh, it's a movie about a woman. Uh, her job is to cut trees, basically, and uh, after an accident, she's stuck inside the uh, inside a tree, a very old tree, three hundred years old, and uh, she cannot ask for any help because she's in the middle of a forest. Nobody knows she's here, and uh, she doesn't have any network on her uh, so her cell phone. So she has basically she will have to climb the tree to find a network, and uh, that's the story of it. Awesome. So just for a little bit background before what, you know, inspired this film, I know that your previous work, some of it had entailed commercial work. I don't really know entirely your whole filmography, so maybe you might want to elaborate on that. But what led you to the inspiration to produce this film, an environmental film? Um, so do you want me to start with my background or with this movie? Sorry, I'm not sure I understood. Yeah, yeah, you could briefly just go over your background and then how that led to this movie. Ah, okay. Uh, my background, uh, I've made three short movies uh, before this one. The first one was a cartoon. Uh, you know, at this moment, I was part of the surreal, surrealistic movement, surreal movement. I don't know how you call it in America. Uh, but it was about a dream I've made, and I've made a cartoon about it. Uh, then I've made a second movie, which was my first one to uh, to win awards. Uh, so it led me to be able to make more movies. Uh, it was about a girl inside a jail, and uh, her, the, she was watched by an, a shadow on the wall, basically. Uh, so she has to get free of the shadow, and uh, for that she was drawing something on the walls. And uh, the last one uh, was about uh, um, a book called Aurelia from Gérard de Nerval, which is a very famous uh, poet here in France. And uh, at this moment, uh, I started to be a real director. Before that, I was an editor and I was making uh, VFX, CGI. Uh, but with all these three movies, I started to be a bit known in France, you know. And uh, people asked me for making commercials. Uh, most uh, of them in uh, luxury for luxury brands like Lancôme, L'Oréal, or whatever. And uh, but after a moment, it was—I mean, it was not my the kind of stuff I wanted to make. So I went back to fictions and making movies. And I wanted to make something about environment, ecology. And I've met—I uh, went back to to study, in fact, to study uh, how to make a good script. And I've met uh, Benoit, Benoit Gontier, which is my co-writer. And the idea was from him at the beginning, because uh, he, had a, he had a time when he was younger. The, uh, he made uh, people climb the trees and uh, go from one part of the uh, town to the other part only by trees, you know, not touching the ground. Wow, that's how, how old was he when he did that? Oh, I don't know. I think he was between uh, 20 and 30. He has done it on the yeah the seventies and the, the early eighties, uh, but it, uh, he has done it for ten years I think. So he wanted to write something about it, and uh, I wanted to write a story about a woman 
inside the tree. So we mixed our ideas and uh, it came to that movie now. That's such a cool idea of traveling through trees, not because it provides any sort of expedient sense of travel, but just more for that sort of connection and involvement with the trees. Is that correct? Yeah, and you know when you're inside a tree, it's very weird because I spent days uh, shooting the movie uh, on the top of the tree, and it's a very unique feeling. So once you experiment it, I think it's like being in a boat. You know, it goes round and round and round, and in the end, when you go back to Earth, you're like sick because uh, you know it's like when you go uh, out of a boat uh, the earth is still moving and uh, but here you're inside a tree it's green everywhere and the light is very specific because it's moving you know the no not feathers lasers i don't know the name feuille we say in french the leaves leaves yeah that's mm -hmm. it and uh, they are moving so it's kind of hypnotic and uh, it's like nothing else yeah okay i really want to get into the whole visual element of what you're describing but first i do want to get into the main character of this woman jian because mm -hmm. she has a very interesting emotional arc i mean she starts off not not even touching the trees you know just wanting to cut them down that's like her whole job and then she ends up not wanting to come down how do you interpret her emotional journey that she goes on through the process of being in this tree Oh, uh, there is several ways to explain it. Um, first of all, uh, I don't know if it's correct in English, but uh, she's in almost into a nervous breakdown. I mean, she's desperate. She has her company is about to close, and uh, she has no issue. She, she, she uh, not no issue. She has no exit. Uh, she cannot go anywhere, and uh, she want to fight until the end because she's a fighter. And uh, as a woman, uh, she's working into a very manly uh, kind of work. So she has to be very strong, to be very masculine. And uh, that's why we decided to put this kind of words in her mouth. You know, she is always uh, swearing. Do you say it like this in English? Uh, we saying fuck and shit and whatever. And uh, in France, it's a very, uh, it's very aggressive, in fact. Uh, it's not usual to, to put this kind of word into a mouth of a character, speci specifically a woman. So it's shocking for a lot of people. But uh, my ex-girlfriend was the same kind of woman. She was working inside, uh, she was building a house. So she has to be, yeah, to, to talk like that. And she didn't like it. So I used this experience to build Jeanne's character. And uh, once she's inside the tree, uh, you know, I've been work, uh, walking uh, to Santiago. Uh, it's in Spain and it's a, a way for pilgrims. I don't know the exact name of in English, uh, but you are walking like 2000 kilometers. And so I use it a lot. You know, when you are doing this, walking all this time, three months almost, uh, you are changing inside yourself. So for me, it was in a very short uh, moment, but uh, the same experience. First, uh, you're angry, you want to ask questions, you won't feel your emotions, and then your emotions are here, coming through your body, coming through the pain, coming through the loneliness. And uh, you only have two possibilities, or you give up, and for her, that would be die, or you transform yourself. And uh, I hope someone can feel it inside the movie, but... I don't know. No, yeah, totally. That does, it speaks to a lot 
larger scale what you're talking about. I was wondering, was her casting as a woman an intentional choice? Because you spoke a lot about, you know, this like over masculineness. And there's also kind of that, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with ecofeminism. I would assume that you are. Uh, there's a lot of talk about just kind of a leaning into the over masculine approaches to working within the world. And that kind of seems like what's that happening to her and then that she kind of takes that off and not leans into the feminine as the only feminine, but just bring that strength back into the necessary part of the equation. Is this something you were thinking of when making this casting choice? Yeah, in fact, I want to. Uh, I don't. Want to, I didn't want to make something about gender or whatever because I'm. I mean, it's not the point here. I could be interested in it, but that's absolutely not the point. Uh, here is more about dying and being reborn. Uh, so I don't know what kind of person she will be now. You know, at the end, she only got the message and you don't know what she's going to do. And uh, that's something people don't like sometimes. They are asking me, and now? Yeah, now she's free. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, for me, it's important. For example, in my first movie, I choose uh, to put a woman inside of it because I don't want to be too much involved as a man. It was easier for me to put a woman like that I wouldn't put too much of myself. Oh, so it's less, it's just more about not making a movie about you. Uh, on the first movie. On this one, I mean, it was more because, uh, I don't know, uh, a man wouldn't, oh, it's stupid to say that, but we felt at this moment with my co-writer, Benoit, uh, that, would, that it would be stronger you know, to see her instead of to see him. Uh, it's uh, I we felt more free, in fact, uh, to uh, to let her express her feelings, and uh, you know the the woman, uh, which is called Jeanne too, in fact, it's uh, it's uh, we did not intend to. In fact, Jeanne it was the main character before I come into the scenario, and I wanted to work with this actress called Jeanne, so it was uh, a perfect match. And uh, so when we decided to to put Jeanne inside of it, uh, for me it was perfectly clear that she would be the one because she's strong enough, she's very physical as a woman, she won't be afraid to do anything. So in a way you could say she's masculine, but whatever, you know, uh, I mean, women give birth. I don't know if a man can do that. So. Excellent, uh, point. Excellent <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for me it was not like this, it was just, someone who has lost herself and uh, wanted to to find something and the tree might be that thing yeah so just a focus on more like the human condition and the human journey and not i see exactly what you mean i'm glad i asked <laughs> so i wanted to because we're talking about that journey i want to talk about it a little bit more because there is a point during the film's climax where she says that she doesn't she, doesn't, she feels trapped in her job, she doesn't feel happy, but she doesn't know where to go, and this is kind of her whole life. And I was, when I was watching this, I was interpreting it a lot as kind of like speaking to our current lifestyles, where we may not be and totally happy, but we feel trapped and we don't know what else we would do if we weren't doing this. Was that the intention? And if not, what was? Um... In a way, it was. Uh, it's more that, you know, when you write a character and uh, in such a short time than you will have in a short movie, you have to start straight to the point the character is about to break. 
otherwise you will have you will spend a lot of time explaining and uh, putting him or her to the point he or he or she is going to break and uh, then the transformation may, uh, might happen so we wanted to start really really to the point now it's now or never and uh, why we why we want to do that it's obviously because uh, like that everyone can project him or herself inside of it uh yeah everybody has to change all the time everybody is wondering what we're gonna do i mean maybe the world will be destroyed in uh, with all the pollution and all this kind of stuff but are we strong enough to change things i'm not sure we're strong enough to change ourselves to change our comportment and mainly it's about this and uh you know a lot of people when you're talking about ecology environment they will say they're alone Okay, I'm gonna put my trashies on the good trash can, and I'm gonna uh, not buy anything on Amazon. I'm I'm gonna go to the very local shop and uh, and so on and so on. You know, doing little stuff, little stuff, little stuff. But at the end, you need to be more. And uh, yes, we wanted to build someone like this, to be someone very alone. The only person she's talking at it, someone who was not here. She's talking to the phone. And uh, if you go, yeah, here maybe it's too much, but if you go another in another level, she might be talking to herself, but herself in holidays, you know, not here. And she say, now I need you to come back. Then the last sentence she say, and at the end, maybe someone has answer. Wow, that's that is a lot to to digest. Are you saying that you feel that we? have put ourselves into a place where we're alone, that we need to get out into that? Is that solve, is the solvent to being alone found in nature? Sorry, I'm not sure I understood exactly. Oh yeah, so you, you were saying that she's so alone, she's almost like talking to herself, she's kind of been like pigeonholed into this loneliness. Is the solution to that loneliness, that connection with nature that she makes, is where are we taking this loneliness that you've established? I don't know. I, I think nature can help, but uh, you know, when you're alone, you've got two two solutions. The easiest one would be to go outside and meet people. Uh, but if you are alone, you will meet people being alone. So first of all, when you want to really meet people, you have to meet yourself. And if you go further in the metaphor, you will have to meet your real nature. So that's what that's what happens. Sorry for my terrible English, but that's what happens when you, for example, walk on Santiago Camino. You finally find yourself, and then you are able to meet other people. Uh, but first, uh, you have to go on that bridge on that specific place where you are alone, and you feel the sadness, and then. You are able to build something back, to to build something else, and now you are able to meet other people because you are yourself, and not the mask you are wearing all the time. And that's where we see her at the end of the film when she's at the top of that tree, and she seems that she's kind of feeling those first feelings of contentment and peace that she's kind of felt in a while. I hope it happens. <laughs> if you felt it, that means we did something cool. If you did not, that means we've missed it. <laughs> I felt it. I felt. I think you've accomplished at least that. But I also want to talk about another thing that I thought was really interesting that you accomplished, which was how 
you made trees just as, especially, especially, you know, the, the specific one tree that she stuck in, just as much of a character in the film as Jean. And it's a, as a filmmaker, I just want to know how you kind of interpreted something with such a solid and still form and developed an interaction out of that, because it did feel like the tree was speaking to her a lot. And I know there's probably a lot of use of sound, but what was that process, that kind of more technical process of creating a character out of something that was unmovable? Oh, um, what, what else to say that it was hard? <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> we spent a lot of time, you know, uh, not a lot, in fact, not enough time, because we had only three days and a half to shoot, uh, because we had four days, but half of it uh, was gone because of the rain. Uh, so how we did, I don't know. Did we, in fact? Yeah, maybe. Uh, we we use the sound mostly. We use the sound. Uh, from it's uh, it's it's really half of a movie, and I don't know if you're gonna how you're gonna uh, put it. Uh, it is it on a theater with a five point one uh, sound. Yeah, so we are streaming it virtually this year just because of the pandemic. So everything will be via screen, and I guess you could format that whatever screen you would prefer but probably mostly laptop we uh, spend a lot of time you know to have the surround surround sound making you feel like inside the uh, inside the forest uh, but basically what we did is that we wait we went to the tree and each time uh, the wind uh, was blowing we record it record the branches move uh, sometimes it was cloudy sometimes uh, there was a bit of sun outside so we took everything we could and um, and the rest is on Jeanne, you know. I mean, uh, she had to speak to a tree, so she managed to do that. <laughs> and that yeah, was really painful. Yeah, her acting was really incredible. It was really something to marvel at, the way that she kind of made a lot of dialogue, of unspoken dialogue on the half of the tree. But I really did notice a lot on your part. Making, I think it was, there was a lot of focusing on gentle movements of the tree and the way that the camera would pan and I'll, I'll get again back to that sound that did make a lot of really active life out of something that was a lot of passive life we wanted to do that so if you felt it that and that's a very a uh, very nice compliment, in fact, uh, because that was all the point of it, you know, to make it a bit sensual even, uh, to make you feel uh, the trunk, do you say it like this? Uh, um, yeah, it was, it was difficult, it was, uh, we did not have a lot of time, we shot uh, 90, 95 uh, different shots in three days, so you can imagine. It was a lot of work, you know, a lot of work for her. Basically for for Jeanne because uh, she had vertigo. Uh, when we when we make the tries, she didn't had any vertigo. But uh, once uh, I said for the first time action, suddenly it came, pressure or whatever I don't know. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you ever tried to climb a tree like that. But uh, sometimes she had to stay on the branch for two hours, almost not moving. So she was, it was very painful, and uh, even if she wanted to cry, she would go and go and go and say to myself, no, don't stop, it's not okay yet, I have to do something more. And uh, it was very, yeah, very strong for her, and uh, in a way I think people can see that 
that she's afraid and she wants to go above it, uh, beyond it. Uh, she wants to be moving like the character does. Uh, yeah, kind of just getting out by going through. Yeah, yeah. So, so in fact, that part is absolutely not on me. You know, the trees, the tree is so beautiful. I only had to put my camera on it. And the genre was so good, I only had to shoot her. So, yeah, I just asked, yeah, put a bit more on the trunk. And uh, yeah, this part is green. Can you put a, put a bit more of sun? But that was all. The rest was on luck. <laughs> That's all. That's great. Was that a um, three-day shooting process? I think in some ways that would almost be a, a slight advantage because you could kind of get something that's really kind of intimate and you're still within that same headspace throughout every shot. You're not taking, you know, weeks to make one film. Did you experience any of those advantages or did you wish that you did have more time to work? Both, you know, uh, I, I'm not thinking like this. I mean, I'm so glad I can do that job. So I just enjoy it while I'm doing it and I'm trying to do the best with what I have. Uh, to be honest, it's the first time I had money to make a movie, so <laughs> it was a big pressure. Uh, so I just had four days, that turns back to three days and a half, and uh, on that, uh, you know, I had to communicate with all the team, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, there were great professionals shooting for the best directors in the world, uh, making the best documentaries for all the best uh, channels and whatever. So. I didn't have to say a lot. I just said, okay, you go to that part of the branch and I want you to to focus on her eyes or on her hand at this moment when she will be saying this. And Jeanne, last time you were to you you say your line too quickly, so please put a bit more emotion. Try to be funny this time. And she did it and uh, they did it. And uh, for me, that was a okay, cut. Okay, we got it. Two shots. Pretty simple process. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get very lucky. Uh, I don't know if I can say that because I don't know if the people will say the will saw the movie uh, before my intervention or whatever. But anyway, you can cut it if you don't want that. But at the end, you've got a rainbow coming on her head. She's breathing because most of the movie is about being able to breathe. At the beginning, she's asthmatic. And uh, at the end, uh, at the middle, she's losing uh, her med medicine. And at the end, she's able to breathe among the branches, among the wind. And uh, so at this, and it's the only moment on the movie it happened. You've got a rainbow over his head, over her head, sorry. And uh, that was just magical. I did not ask for that. <laughs> just happened. <laughs> Just one of the great gifts of nature, along exactly. with everything else in the film. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit more about that, what kind of like gift of nature thing. It seemed that, you know, when we weren't, when we were kind of antagonist towards nature, or I guess not we, just like Jean, when she was antagonistic towards nature, nature was antagonistic back. Um, I Sorry, I don't understand antagonistic. Uh, antagonist, okay, no, so I get it. When I saw, uh, said it, I understood it. Okay. Basically, I just wanted to ask, when we approach nature in a, with anger and with force, nature kind of seems to approach us with some, not ne necessarily anger and force, but it doesn't seem to be giving out its hand towards us, as we saw in the film. But then when Jean kind of approaches, she tries to befriend the tree, she tries to 
you know, apologize a bit for the way that she was acting and kind of remedy those actions towards something more productive that she reaped something productive back from nature. Is that something that you were kind of using to speak to a larger way in which we interact with the natural world? Mm, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I mean, nature for us right now, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't like that all, uh, during all history, but uh, now nature is not really friendly, you know. I don't know if you've been to the forest to sleep, if you don't have a tent, there are all these bugs and uh, all these uh, animals and uh, it's cold and it's wet and uh, it's not a very friendly home. Uh, and uh, there is something wild on it. And uh, the first part is that if you want to go back to nature, you have to accept that uh, you're going to lose comfort. Uh, and if you accept that, if you accept that, uh, in fact, you change it to something too soft and you have to get a bit harder. Would you say that? Uh, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you will be able to talk with it because nature is not easy. Uh, nature is, is not cruel either. I mean, it's just the way it works by cycles and uh, you have to be able to be a part of one cycle, your cycle. And then you will be able to, to ask questions and to have answers and uh, to, to, to be friend with the nature. And uh, then you, will, might, you might be able to touch a tree and feel something peaceful to, to, to find that trees are peaceful. I mean, this tree is here for 300 years. He has so, so many things. But if you just come here and uh, being yourself, uh, your occidental self, and uh, saying, okay, I touch a tree and now I will feel peace. No, 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 no. Forget about it. Just begin to try to understand how it works and go there and maybe suffer a bit. And then uh, you will be able to feel. Yeah, I'm glad I asked that question because I think it's easy to kind of get an over-idealistic sense of what, it would be like to just be in nature, like, oh, we'll have, be, we'll have peace, and we'll sit by the river, and we'll eat fruit, it'll be the best thing in the world, and that's not true, but you almost wouldn't want that to be true. You would want that suffering. It builds you up into a better person, as we saw in the film. Yeah, you, you have to change. Otherwise, it's, uh, do you have this, My Little Pony, in uh, the U.S.? Yes, we, we do. We have a lot of it. Yeah, yeah it's not like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can tell you have children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, no, you know, it, it existed when I was uh, when I was a kid. It, yeah, it children are just old. weird interest. I don't. Want. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just I did want want to kind of as we're wrapping things up right now with this that whole thing in mind. What do you want your viewers to take away from watching the film? What would you say is kind of the film's thesis? I don't know. That's. Uh... Oh, never thought about it. I, I think uh, I would love that they have an emotion, whatever it is. Uh, it's maybe a lot of ego seeing that, I don't know. But uh, I, I don't think that a movie would change someone, you know, or, or at last not mine. But uh, if they can feel something and, uh, you know, at the end, maybe just uh, ask themselves, uh, what does he want to say? And then a discussion will start.
because I don't give answers. At the end, you don't know what she's going to do. And uh, if a discussion will start, that means you're starting to to try to find something inside of you that will match the movie. And this is enough and far enough if it happens sometimes. Yes, and that's the role of any good art is just to elicit an emotional reaction and then let go from there. And whatever happens from there. Yeah, that's it. You know, some people uh, think that she's dead. And uh, because uh, at a moment, you know, uh, when she fell asleep, uh, the camera goes up on the tree and she's not here. And uh, then you've got this strange camera movement going from one tree to another one and you find her one more time. It's like sh- she had disappeared and appeared again. And she said to the tree, okay, you, did, you didn't let me down or something like that. Uh, but maybe he did. <laughs> I, I don't. I hope not to conclude on that she's dead, but I think there is definitely a shift into something at least more productive and more positive. Because when the film opens, it opens on a really similar shot, but it's a lot more cool toned, and then it ends on kind of the same thing as well, panning out. But the the tone is warm, and there's a noticeable shift into something that's more positive and more, you know, welcoming and nice. For, for sure, something is dead. I like to think that's a part of her, not her. Hopefully a part of her and a part of the viewer as well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and now she's free to find something else, to be <laughs> a new a new Jeanne. All right, well, this is a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, the film The Big Green is streaming on Cinema Verde for all to watch. You subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us once again. It was a great conversation. Thank you, Anna.